0: Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Miles Dawson. I am your host today. Now, a few weeks ago, we were really excited to sit down and record a nice new shiny episode of the podcast for you all about the news and findings from Mobile World Congress in 2020. It was gonna be great! You guys were gonna love it, we're gonna do voices, it was gonna be a whole thing. But as I'm sure you all know, Mobile World Congress was cancelled. In fact, Cloud Expo has been cancelled too Vendors are cancelling their annual client and partner events Even the London Book Fair has been postponed until 2021 So it's serious stuff Of course, this topic needs no introduction. These events cancellations and the slightly jittery stock market movements we've seen in recent weeks have been the fault of the coronavirus, the pathogen that is causing no end of headaches, both real and metaphorical, to businesses worldwide. So in lieu of a Mobile World Congress podcast, we thought we'd take the opportunity to discuss a little bit about how an epidemic like this can affect the global markets around consumer mobile technology like phones, PCs, laptops, wearables, AR, VR, that kind of thing. And for that, I'd like to welcome my two guests today. We have Simon Baker. Hello, Simon. Hello. And Daniel Gonzalez.
1: Hello,
0: Miles. So, Simon, I'd like to bring you in first. And why don't you give us a bit of an overview about the situation at the moment?
2: Yes, let me start off, Miles, by talking a little bit about the analysis that our team has done in China. Um, they obviously were onto to this question very quickly because China was where this all started. Um, uh, the outbreak of coronavirus started in Hubei province. Um, And around Wuhan and Wuhan is actually a manufacturing center for a number of manufacturers, um, including Lenovo Uh, and the impact on production has been pretty immediate. If you look at what happened over Chinese New Year, basically the the holiday was extended. Um, Not much happened in terms of production in February and in March and in April, IDC China is expecting production to be not much more than half. The big question is from the the production side, uh, will this be a v-shaped recovery or a u-shaped recovery, a v-shaped being one being in which the production uh, high artist is relatively short and a u-shaped one in which it stretches out into the into the summer. Uh, the main conclusion from our Chinese analysts, and this has not changed in the last week or two, is that the Chinese government will get production going again fairly soon. Uh, also, the number of cases of coronavirus seem to be falling now in China. And therefore, if there is a U-shaped uh, recovery, it's not likely to be a very wide U, I think we can say. That from the production aspect is, is, is the current situation as IDC sees it.
0: Thanks, Simon. So, I'd like to bring Daniel in, and why don't you tell us a little bit about the supply chain situation?
1: Yeah. So, um, so far in Europe, uh, concretely, there's not. is mostly a supply issue, not a demand issue. So, there, there's been a demand shock in China, and that that, that is affecting the market there. But that isn't didn't reach Europe yet because demand is there. But what's happening is that lead times continue to extend and the supply chain is still very limited, right? So the province of Bay that uh, Simon mentioned has been where the initial outbreak took place uh, is a famous hub for uh, panel and memory components. And this is obviously the fact that a lot of factories in this province are basically closed, disrupts completely the supply chain right so and, and apart and, and apart from all these components, there's a lot of other materials like packaging masks for vendors returning to the plants that are necessary to have the whole supply chain in place these are also in short supply so it doesn't uh before the whole supply chain works seamlessly it's it's a gradual process okay so factories already uh started working but as simon said there are still at 50 percent capacity some less some more uh, but it takes all of them to, to to come together to to put like the, the supply chain working. Hmm. So uh, until this happens, it's gonna take time. For instance, Foxconn, uh, which is um, Apple supplier, said it's gonna' it's not gonna return to full capacity before the end of the month. And then all the, these other companies that gravitate around the supply chain that was probably gonna take more time until the whole thing is in place. Uh, This ultimately also generates increase in the average selling price too, for example. Uh, But I must say that a lot of these things around the supply chain, we can only assume as information doesn't really flow as normally and freely. And sometimes it's very, they communicate to their partners in a very vaguely manner, I must say.
0: So if you're um, you're talking about um, memory as well and it's not just smartphones, it's kind of anything that requires um, a RAM chip so that could be laptops, PCs, that kind of thing as well
1: Yeah, definitely, this will impact uh, every single uh, device in the market mm. um, Simon, I'd love to bring you
0: back in I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the different players in the market um, are, are people pushing their their um, release of new models back I mean, it, is it hitting different suppliers in a different way?
2: Well, we've obviously been through the position of all the major players in the market, but we have to be very careful because nearly everybody is dependent in some way on components made in China. Some of those may be the memory and the displays made in Hubei province, but there are lots of other components that go into mobile phones and the great majority of those come from within China. Take uh, Samsung, for instance. Samsung makes its most expensive phones, its top-end models, at home in South Korea. Its mid-level and cheaper devices are mainly made in Vietnam, though some are made in China as well. Uh, It's very difficult to say to what extent the Vietnamese production can continue uh, if supplies begin to dwindle from Chinese um, component manufacturers. So uh, I think pretty much everybody is in the same boat we've heard specific uh, issues to do with Apple production Apple is heavily dependent on Foxconn uh, which is a Taiwanese company but it has most of its production plants in mainland China Uh, it it does look likely as if a cheaper iPhone model the replacement for the SE may well be put back there are also rumors that there could be a delay in the launch of the 5g models the iPhone 12 which is expected come from Apple in the autumn at the time of its usual annual launches. Um, But other manufacturers will undoubtedly be affected as well. Nearly all of the Chinese players, um, some of them, of course, had disruption to the launch of their models, um, which they had wanted to do around Mobile World Congress. And now they've had to find new ways to actually um, promote those new models. But the production itself is likely to slow. And also the uh, the deployment of five g networks within China itself, which would have been a major stimulus to the launch of new five g models onto the world market this year
1: and And just to add to this uh, to the reaction of the different players, if you listen to what the the main vendors are saying in their earnings, you can say that they really expect the impact of the coronavirus to be high in their earnings. So Apple, for example, already said they won't be meeting uh, the revenue targets due to coronavirus. Mark uh, Microsoft also said that particularly uh, regarding their OEM and surface uh, business units and HP didn't didn't really mention it's gonna it's gonna impact their q1 as such but they expect that the impact in Q2 to be to be high so on that front it also illustrates uh, the different reaction from the players
0: thank you Daniel for that so Simon I'd like to bring you back in and ask Obviously, we've been looking mainly so far at the supply side of the uh, the challenges with the coronavirus. Um, What do you think about the demand side? How is that changing?
2: Well, uh, I'm sure I'll give you a different answer if you ask me this question in 30 minutes, um, Miles, because the the situation is changing so quickly. Uh, On the supply side, I could quote from analysis which our China team did two or three weeks ago and which was behind the latest forecasts we did. But when it comes to demand, obviously, the fact now that the genie is out of the bottle in terms of of the the virus becoming much more widespread in countries outside China, um, and the growth in the number of cases being so rapid, This is clearly causing dislocation in the economies of a number of European and other countries. And at the moment it's very difficult to see exactly how that will evolve over the next few weeks. What we had thought at the time when we did our forecasts two or three weeks ago and we could see the Chinese side on supply was that demand um, would still be there in the rest of the world. Demand would be lower in China because of the lockdown in Hubei province, for instance. But in other parts of the world, we are expecting demand to be there and that there would be a shortage of supply of of phones in the second quarter. But by the third quarter, there would be some rebound in markets um, as that supply built up again and people made basically deferred purchases from what they couldn't get their hands on in the second quarter. Now we're looking at a situation in which demand may drop. Quite a lot through to the dislocation in terms of logistics chains and actually people physically going out to shops and buying things. Some of them will, will obviously be people who work in industries which are going to be hit by the coronavirus, so in transport, in tourism, etc. They will have less money, they will be much more hesitant about purchasing. Um, And then physically, some people may not be able to go to the shops just because of quarantine restrictions. So um, we had thought that there would be a shortage of devices, of phones in the global market in the second quarter. Um, That looks less likely than it did just a week or two ago. But I really could not talk about very specific figures because the
1: situation is changing so quickly.
0: That's great. Um, Daniel, do you have a view on that?
1: Yeah, for for the men perspective, there's still no impact uh, in Europe, uh, not nearly as, as uh, to the same extent as we see in China. So the the demand in, in Europe is still there. For for instance, for PCs in the commercial segment, uh, we still expected a, a positive uh, 2020, very much driven by uh, the Windows 10 transition. Uh, in SMB, but also education and public sector are expecting to drive the markets in the year. So so the the problem is really in the supply and, and how difficult it has been for the OEMs to bring units here. We mustn't forget the, lo- the logistic aspect as well. So in the demand perspective, uh, it's still not a, a, a major problem, obviously that, that can change due to the fact. Uh, Italy is now a problematic case in terms of uh, uh, the number of uh, coronavirus cases confirmed. We, what we see is probably uh, deals not being able to be fulfilled due to the fact that there's the, the, the supply is short. We see inventory uh, started to be depleted. Also here uh, in, uh, in Europe, we see distribution complaining that OEMs are basically postponing delivery dates that can translate into uh, an impact dragging up to to Q2 and even into uh, Q3, where, as Simon as already mentioned, we expect the, the situation to start recovering.
0: All right. Well, thank you both very much for your fantastic insight there. Uh, but I'm afraid that is all the time we have for today. Thank you to both Simon and Daniel for joining us. Uh, please... To our wonderful listeners, please do give us your opinion. Find us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on YouTube, or head over to our blog to uh, to read our insight and give your comments, give your thoughts. We'd love to hear it. And, of course, hit that subscribe button too. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, on Spotify, or wherever you fancy listening to us. But thank you very much, and uh, see you all next time.
2: Thank you, Miles. Thank you very much, Miles, for inviting us.